You see them, don't you? the cabbie asked. Yeah, I see them. Around the block again? Yeah, around the block again, Tobin said. He sat back in the cab and tried to prepare himself for the confrontation he had been avoiding all day. The cabbie, glancing in his rearview mirror, said, I always liked you better anyway. I'm sorry, Tobin said, coming up through his thoughts as if from deep water. I wasn't listening. I said I always liked you better anyway. Me? Yeah, you. I mean, better than that partner of yours, that Dunphy guy. He's kind of a snob. You're more like the average man, like me. That's why I always liked you better. Well, thank you. My wife always watches you guys, too. She loves it when you get to arguing about a movie. She even tries to predict which ones you'll like and which ones you won't. You know, it's like handicapping horses or something. I'm glad you enjoy the show. I'm going to tell her you were one of my fairs today, and she'll tell everybody she knows. She's like that. He nodded ahead to the Emory Communications Building. They're still there. Yeah, I see them. They must really want you bad. They do. Mind if I ask why? Tobin sighed. <sighs> well, my partner and I had a little disagreement last night. The cabbie laughed. Hey, that's great. Then he said, I think they've figured it out. Figured out what? That you're in the cab. Why? They're pointing at it. Nuts. Why don't you duck down? I've had a lot of people duck down in my cabs. Great idea, thanks. Tobin ducked down. He wondered if Roger Ebert and Gene Siskel ever had to duck down this way. So, you want me to slow down? How about one more time around the block? Fine with me. Tell me when I can sit up. We're going past now. Are they looking? Yeah, they're looking and pointing. Damn. We're past them now. You sure? Sure, sure, I'm sure. You can sit up. So he sat up. Now, at dusk, Manhattan was alive with Christmas decorations swinging in the chill winds. There were plastic Santa Clauses with light bulbs inside their bellies and little elves with big hammers and reindeer who looked realistic enough to do everything except take a dump. Then they were around the block again. You better duck down again. Tobin sighed. Ah, the hell with it. Huh? May as well just get it over with. Really? Yeah. I've got to be inside there anyway in the next twenty minutes to tape a segment. They're going to catch me one way or the other. Why don't you just pull up to the curb? Sure, if you say so. They parked about a hundred yards down the street from Emory Communications. Then the reporters started approaching. Actually, it was only one of them, and the closer the man got, the more obvious it became who he was. Carmichael, from one of Rupert Murdoch's rags. Carmichael, though essentially a gossip columnist, always wore designer combat fatigues.
It's a jungle out there. Tobin sank back and waited. Carmichael came up with a microphone pack slung over his right shoulder. It might have been a Geiger counter checking for radioactivity. He came up to the rear window and looked in. How's it going, Tobin? Carmichael waited a decent time for a response, all the while locked in a stare-down with Tobin, then rapped his knuckles on the window. Might as well get it over with, Tobin. And you might as well talk it over with somebody who likes you instead of... He nodded over his shoulder and rolled his eyes, as if lepers had just strolled by. Instead of them...